Hello and welcome to The Pulse. I am your host for today, SF, and we have another really special treat for our listeners. Continuing on with our 2021 October Speaker Series, today we share an interview we did with Brandy England, a talent agent in Vancouver, BC. Kayla and I sat down with Brandy to talk about the most important things you need to know should you be thinking about wanting to go into film or television. Here's that interview now. So, Brandy, Uh, What would be your advice on how to find an agent that works well for you? So there's over 400 licensed agencies in Canada and over 120 in BC. Um, So I would start first by doing your research, really like going to employment standards website to see who's paid their licensing fees so that they're legitimate and have to follow the rules, going to Vancouver Actors Guide, Creative BC, going through all of the agencies that are in your local area and even some that are outside of your area if you don't find the right fit immediately close because right now with COVID everything's uh, online so it's a lot easier to look other places too but it is nice to have someone locally because they know your market. Um, Definitely doing your research then um, sending very pointed uh, applications to people so each agency we get so many applications all the time and many of them we can say like have I can't wait to work with your agency. Here's my application. And they've also CC'd 20 other agencies. So it really doesn't seem like it's a genuine ask. Um, And because it's such a popular industry, we get 10 to 50 applications a week um, on average. So like you really have to do stuff to stand out. Then hopefully if you send like pointed pitches to 10 or 20 or 30 different agencies that you feel like you might want to work with, maybe you'll only hear back from one and you as a newer actor, sometimes you have to start with that one for a year and just see how it goes, unfortunately. Um, but you can be a very strong independent person at the beginning as well. You don't really have to just have an agent. You can self-submit for a lot of smaller projects um, and even some of the bigger ones if you have Actors Access and Casting Workbook. And that way, it, half of the responsibility is yours. Um, and then have conversations. And then most of us have a good gut feeling about other human beings. It's like starting a new relationship with a partner. It's the same kind of thing. How do you feel? Asking the right questions. And sometimes it's hard to know what the right questions are, but you have to know based on your situation. Um, and to and to be very honest once you start to establish uh, a little bit of trust so that they know exactly who you are and what your needs are because this industry is so crazy and yeah <laughs> you have to feel that honesty so that's where I'd start. Awesome. Um, I have a question. Um, on that note, do you think um, setting goals as a performer is important or do you think that's not really something we should think about? Oh gosh, 110% you should have goals. I think you should have a vision for your entire life, a mission of why you want to be an actor and all the different things that are important there. And then have very concrete goals, everything from a 10-year goal to a five-year goal to a year goal to monthly goals to daily habits that add up to those monthly goals so that add up to that dream. Uh, Being an actor is a marathon, not a sprint. And this is the toughest industry ever. (laughs) You know, you can go to school for seven or 10 years and become a doctor, but to be become an actor it may not happen for 20 or 30 years so you always have to be (laughs) grinding and you have to know your big vision so yes 100 (laughs) percent seems like a silly question but it's also something i think a lot of people will overlook in terms of like the long term the long term we see stars in our eyes but really it starts somewhere else Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh it's really disheartening to see 
like a lot of creative types don't have the business sense. They have the big heart and they're like, I'm so passionate about acting. I want to share my story. I want to move people. But unfortunately, this is still a business and it's a very competitive industry. So you have to have a business plan as an actor. Um, yeah, very important. Um, and what are some things that we can do as actors to make our agent's life easier? Well, the one thing that we don't have much of is time as agents. We literally like on my my quiet days are 13 hours. My busy days are 18 hours. And right now it's almost all busy days. We, we start getting emails and requests and having to approve tapes at 5, 6 a.m. some days and we get submissions until midnight. So uh, I eat at my desk. I sometimes have to nap at my desk for five minutes. <laughs> so thinking about that is the number one thing. How can I give my agent the right tools to represent me? Things that show my niche, show my strengths, you know, and, and how can I save their time? So I've had some actors that will email me 10 times a day with one question in each email. Uh, that is not a good way to have a good relationship with your agent. Um, it's really like if you can send one update every three months, like here's some things I've been working on. Here's a couple of new clips. Here's some new training I've taken so that we know that you're working with us and still progressing. Um, that's really good. If there's obviously something urgent, like you see a fabulous project and the project requires an actor that can juggle while standing on their head and breathing fire and you can do that and maybe your agent doesn't know, sending them I get a lot of people that text me and say, hey, have you submitted me for this? And I'm like, hold on, I'm submitting you for everything. Why are you sending me, hey, have you submitted for this? Tell me why you are perfect for the role so that I have the tool to get you the job, not just, hey, have you seen anything on this show? Yeah, I've seen everything on every show. That's what I do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So thinking about your question and giving them something that they can use before just asking like random things. I know everybody's really gung-ho, but you have to think the more time that an agent spends answering random questions, the less time we are submitting. And casting puts a lot more pressure on us. So we really have to focus on casting emails, casting requests uh, more than the actors. And it seems kind of callous, but we have to do it in order to best support our actors is manage our time very well. So saving them time is definitely the number one thing. And also being appreciative. Um, I, I was, we're actually going through our submissions for all of our actors for this year, just to see what, you know, who's been, you know, getting in the room and who hasn't. So we can try and figure out what we need to do to help those people level up their profiles. So going through that, and there's one gentleman on the roster that I've submitted him for 501 projects. Each submission probably takes five minutes minimum. So if you were to do the math on that, if he hadn't booked any of those projects that I've submitted him for, that means I've worked for him for free for a week and a half of my life. So you have to also take that into account with your agent as well. These people are literally working for you for free and give that due respect and, and be grateful when you do receive an audition because that's a, that's a big win. Not, not just the booking part of it. Yes, that's very exciting, but the win is getting in the room and getting to show your art. And that's why you should be doing this. So gratitude as well. One of my biggest actors sends me a voice message every Friday afternoon. And all it says is, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Even if I didn't get him an audition that week, because he knows that we're always working hard for him. So that's why the trust when you're recruiting uh, an agent is the biggest thing. Because if you don't trust them to be working hard for you and you have that gut feeling like, oh my goodness, maybe they're not even doing anything. No, but we only pay our bills if you make money because we only get 15% of the jobs we book for you. So we're hustling. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned um, training, so I've, I've got a question about that. What type of training should 
um, an aspiring young actor get before approaching an agent? Oh, so that's a loaded question because it depends on what type of agent you're looking for and what, what your goals are. And that's why I love that you asked about goals is one of the first things. Um, it depends if you're doing commercial, like there's different training for commercials than there is for principal work. Um, depending on how far you want to go, like if you don't know what the word Meisner means or Stanislavski, if you don't know what those mean, um, you should probably start Googling <laughs> different types of actors training. Like you should do a ton of research. Like anyone that thinks that they, oh, I'm cute and I I'm talented. Unfortunately, the world doesn't care that you're cute and talented in this industry. They want to show that you're a professional that understands what a big ask you are. Like, look at, think of someone like Julia Roberts. I love to think of her. She makes billions of dollars. Yes. What is it? 20, $20 million or something for one, one uh, thing. But what I love about her, aside from the money and all that kind of stuff, is everything I watch of hers makes me feel something. You know, at the end of a movie, I want to call my mom and tell her I love her or set new goals for my life. Like she just, she's inspiring. So it's almost like thinking about that. Like you have a huge opportunity in your life to do something that's so exciting and so amazing. So why are you going to fair weather it? Don't be a fair weather actor. Don't be a fair weather anything. If you have big goals and dreams, go at it 127%. So get all the training you can. So it's a tough question because there's so much training out there. But if you want to work in film and TV, start looking into scene study classes, start looking into character analysis um, and like character development, look into script analysis, how you analyze a script and make it your own. So you create that character. Um, and then on camera acting, a lot of people will start with theater and theater and TV acting are so different because theater, your audience is in front of you, but they're sometimes 20 feet, sometimes a hundred feet away, depending on the theater where TV, the camera is about five inches from your face sometimes. Right. And so that's a very different acting. Those are like micro expressions and things like that. So those are kind of the four big things that casting looks for in a resume, but there's so much beyond that. So it's really important you just start Googling and watching casting director and producer talks, joining the Clubhouse app, joining actors chats, listening to podcasts like this. Like there's so many, so many different places where you'll hear little tidbits of information. Then you have to do the research and find out what you need. Oh, thank you. That was an amazing answer. Thank you. <laughs> I know nothing, so now I feel like I should look up Meisner. <laughs> <laughs> These are just like words that, you know, so many people say, well, what, sh where should I get training? I'm like, well, look at the greats. <laughs> look at where training has come from. Find out the history of different acting teachers, you know, don't just hire Joe Schmo that lives down the street. That's not a working actor to teach you because you're just doing a disservice to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's total sense. Brandy. Uh, mm -hmm. I was wondering what advice would you give other agents on working with people with neurodiversities and physical diversities? Um, For sure. Because I know there's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, just educate yourself. Do some Googling, watch. This is the same thing I say to actors, like do some Googling, watch some YouTube talks, like get educated and, and also be very open and honest with your actor too. I mean, I, they're booking niche people right now. So that's, it's great. I mean, there's, there's so many roles, even um, Turner and Hooch, the new series that's out on it. I believe it's Amazon. Um, they were casting a few uh, autistic actors and it was so great. And it was just like, we want real people. Now we want to tell real stories. It's not like, you know, it's great back in the past when 
people would jump into a role and play somebody completely different that they had no knowledge about. That's great. Fine. Okay. It happened in the past, but now we want real people to play real characters. So um, it's, it's at a benefit. And that's why it's so important for you as the actor to make a really good pitch. Um, one of the best pitches I ever had was from an actor in LA who researched my entire roster on IMDb and he emailed and he goes, I know I'm a, I'm a average boring white guy, but here are the things that I have that nobody else on your roster has. I feel like I could fill a good void. So make your pitch niche. Tell them why you are the perfect person. I know this question was for agents, but <laughs> I just wanted to go back and make that point because that's really important. Yeah, for agents, it's education to really educate yourself, um, but also have those honest conversations. If you if you feel too awkward to ask a question, it's like back in high school, there was a lovely girl that was in a wheelchair and I was, I, she, I thought she was so nice, but I was so afraid to offend her by asking her if I could open the door for her that I never did. And, and, and it took until grade 12 when I grew up and matured to just walk up to her and say, hey, <laughs> I'd like to get to know you, you know, and then I asked her those questions. So it's, it's about education and not being afraid to ask things just because you might say the wrong thing, you know. I love hearing that. Everything you, you I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very passionate about this subject, so I cry sometimes too. <laughs> it's a very important subject for us to talk about. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, there's, I know there's a lot of agencies out there starting to take people on when they, because they haven't in the past had anybody and, um, and yeah, so. I think that's a that's a very important thing for them to hear. Thank you so much, Brandy. You're awesome. Oh, I love you. You're so sweet. Well, if you if you like, so this is another thing. A lot of people go, oh, they're not going to consider me because I'm different, or they're not going to consider me because they don't understand. So why don't you become the teacher? Like anyone that's out there that wants a job in something, why don't you do a two minute YouTube video? on how to work with neurodivergent actors, how to support you. And then you can send that to them and be like, hey, if you're afraid because I'm a little bit different, my brain works a little bit differently than, than everybody else, um, this is why this is a benefit to you and here's what you need to know. And like the more people you educate, the more people become less afraid to take new chances. So like that's, I think so many people are like, oh, nobody will ever understand or nobody will ever, why don't you become the teacher? teach them, create that community, like even create Facebook communities and find other neurodivergent actors that all can be like, here are 10 things you need to know about me and how my brain works and what I require and educate people so that there are more opportunities in the future. You know, the pendulum has to swing really far and we're going to have to smack people in the face with the pendulum on one end. And then when it comes back, it's uh, it's great. And we're all more educated and we move forward better. That's that's a that's a suggestion that I would give anyone listening that's not sure. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciated this conversation. And Kayla, thank you so much for lending us your talent agent. <laughs> well, she's <laughs> she's pretty awesome. So oh, you're too way too sweet, love. <laughs> thank you. That does it for this week's episode of The Pulse. Thank you to Brandy England for her insider tips. Next week on The Pulse, we'll share our interview with sexologist Kate Campbell. 
You're not going to want to miss this one. Thanks for listening.